Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. Let's drink them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, America's... Wow, I kind of confused those two things right there. Because DraftKings is America's number one rated sports book app. But then I was already moving into introducing myself. So I said, I'm Ross Tucker, America's America's number one podcast host. Thank you very much. Uh, listen, you just roll with it. I could have just gone with it. But I'm one of those people that I just admit when I'm losing my train of thought or make a mistake. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you've come to the right place if you love college football. And or if you love the NFL draft or both, because every week for the next four more weeks, we are going to go over the best NFL prospects in the biggest conferences to get you ready for college football in 2021 and start to whet your appetite for the 2022 NFL draft. I am Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL on social media at Ross Tucker pod is where you can find all of our shows. We do have a YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you'd like to watch all kinds of other podcasts, the fantasy feast, even money college draft, which is this one, Ross Tucker football podcast, Andrew Brandt's business of sports. We got a bunch. The star of this show is Emery hunt. He is the man with the plan. He is the dude that is not rude. He knows everybody. And, of course, he knows the ACC guys. Last week, Emery, we did the American guys, which was cool. And there were some good guys, especially Desmond Ritter and Ahmad Gardner. But I've been waiting all week to get to the ACC because I really want to hear how good you think these quarterbacks, in particular, Sam Howell from UConn, really is. Now, I'll say this. You can check out Emory on Twitter at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Start to get your pre-orders in now because there's going to be more prospects than we've ever had before. And Emory is all over it. Is it tough, Emory? I didn't ask you this last week. 
is it tough to rank these guys like one through 10 or is it you already gave them a grade and the grade is what it is and you just do it? No, it's kind of tough to rank them right now because some guys have a little bit more game experience than others, but you kind of have a good framework of, you know, where these guys are as prospects. And, and to be completely honest, you know, I feel like, you know, what you put on film for two and a half, even three years, in some cases, you kind of know what you are. Um, and you rarely see like significant jumps in, in uh, evaluation. At that point, if you're making significant jumps, it's probably more justification analysis than actual analysis. Uh, you're just seeing what you want to see. That's why I also kind of limited to three games, best game, worst game, best possible matchup uh, or most intriguing matchup and, and go from there because you don't want to start to see what you want to see in terms of watching these guys. So I always chuckle when folks, I, I watch at least eight or nine games of a prospect. Like, bro, you just, just tell me you like the prospect and move on. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all that is, man. And, um, uh, but now it's, it's tough to really get a hard ranking because a lot can happen but you have a pretty good idea of how these guys are as prospects. Uh, I I didn't know that, Emery. So so you watched three games. Tell me the, tell me the three games. The best game of, you know, the statistically best game they have, the worst game they have, and the best possible matchup. So let's say, for instance, to use um, Trevor Lawrence, right? You want to watch, you know, the Citadel game because it's, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. And you just when you're watching the best game of a prospect, you want to watch at, you know, okay, what can they potentially be at their best? You know, when all things are clicking, what's their, their ceiling? And so you – and then you watch their worst game, which to me was the game against Ohio State. And you want to see how well they fight through adversity, how well they uh, overcome mistakes, how well do they get out of their own way if things are not going well uh, early on. And you, so you want to, you learn a lot about a person's makeup in the, in their worst game. And then the best matchup, okay, who has the best secondary, the most athleticism at secondary and, you know, in the secondary. So then you go and watch, let's say, um, a Louisville or Florida State or uh, a UNC or Virginia, you know, Notre Dame. You watch those, you know, one of those games who has the top tier athletes um, that can match athlete for athlete at the skill position and you go from there. So that way you get a good, well-rounded view in three games of a prospect. I love it. I, I That makes plenty of sense to me. Um, and, yeah, when I hear these guys, I watched every snap. I, I, I guess I understand that, and I appreciate the thoroughness. But you are going to sort of end up just seeing the same thing over and over again. And if you're – in again, we're in the media, Ross. Why are we watching eight or nine games? For us – we just need to know enough about a player. And for the most part, what we see, we can tend to project rather well and, and, and are able to articulate about. So it's not our job on the line to, you know, know whether or not this guy is going to be a bust or, or, or a great player. It's our job to know what can he do, what can he do, where can he improve, and how he fits into his current situation so we can talk about him throughout a three-hour broadcast. And I think you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, we're on the media side. We don't have the medicals. We don't have the psychological background, all that stuff like that. We just need to know enough about these players. I think that's why the three games for me, at least, is perfect. Let's get to the ACC. And, you know, it's so interesting because other than Clemson, 
there haven't been a lot of other great seasons by other ACC schools. They produced a lot of NFL talent, though. A lot of NFL talent out of the ACC without maybe winning as many games as you would think maybe perhaps they should. I recently saw where Dane Brugler, who's a guy we've had on the show, you and I are, are, are friends with and fan of, um, he ranked the quarterbacks for the Athletic, and he had Sam Howe from UNC number one, and I guess some AFC GM said, uh, right now that's the only first-round quarterback on our board. You have him ranked as the best prospect in the ACC, Emery. Tell me about Sam Howe and what you saw from him. I just like how he plays, man. He, he's just a fun watch, you know, in terms of everything just seems like it's going well for him. Uh, he finds a way to make a way. You know, if things are, are shut off early, he'll try to scramble. And sometimes it's to his fault. Um, very Baker Mayfield-like. And I think that's why you see that comp thrown out there uh, for him. You know, so I, I just think that for, for me, Howell is someone that has been consistent. You know, I know the people will point to the offense, but you still have to be consistent within that offense. He protects the football enough. He's able to buy time with his footwork and find guys downfield. He's not afraid to take a chance with some shots over the middle of the field or deeper down the field. And he seems to, to you know, fight through adversity through a game. And we saw last year, like they played in probably a season's worth of entertaining games, meaning that they had big leads, lost big leads, had to fight back to win a game. And so when you're going back and forth like this, you're going to have your ebbs and flows. Um, but you saw him do a lot. And I think that's why we have a lot of tape on on Howell. And, and just from a consistency standpoint, to me, he was the most consistent out of the ACC quarterbacks. I mean, I know you haven't looked at everybody yet, but we know about Spencer Rattler and Carson Strong at Nevada, Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. There are others out there. Do you think Howell is the best quarterback in this draft right now, or are you not there yet? Not there yet. Right now, I think Malik Willis is the best quarterback in this draft out of Liberty. Um, you know, makes it an 11-11 game, dynamic, strong on 4-4 speed. So the upside is tremendous. And if he's able to build out what he did last year with Liberty, I mean, they were almost ACC champs. You know, they were a missed field goal, extra point away from beating NC State, and they would have beaten three ACC teams. So um, right now, Malik uh, Willis out of Liberty is my number one quarterback. And I, I do think when we look at Sam Howell, um, you know, he may not be the top five talent. He may be someone that can be a, you know, a good bus driver for a team. And, and I think that's where I am on Sam Howell. He may not be a, a top tier prospect, but a good quarterback, definitely someone you want running your offense. You know, um, I did the U.S. Army Bowl, Emory, like four or five years. And I think the last one I did, because they didn't have one last year, I didn't do the one the year before that, was Sam Howell's year. Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler's year. So I saw these kids in person. I talked with them. Two totally different body types. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sam Howell, he almost looked like a linebacker or a fullback. You know, he's 6'1" was 220, 225, that's pretty thick. Like, I don't want to – he wasn't um, – he wasn't dumpy, but he had, like, 
wider hips and just shorter and squattier, but he had the width you're looking for. Usually if a quarterback's 220, they're like 6'3", 6'4". He was like 6'1", 220, 225. So I don't know what he is now, but I remember thinking, man, this is the guy that Florida State and UNC were fighting over. He just had a very atypical quarterback body. He built like a Tecmo Bowl quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's squatty. He's like he's squatty. He's 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 strong. Like he he's thick, but he looks like if you told me that dude was a fullback or a linebacker, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> right, right. He has that. He has that college frat boy body too, where like you know he he's not fat. But he got some size on him. Like you're not gonna move him off the spot. That's that's for sure. Not gonna push him out the out the frat house for sure. Like he's not he's not an easy toss out. Definitely. All right. So we talked about this next guy a couple times last year. Um, I called a couple of his games at Houston in 2019. Derek King from Miami, absolutely a dynamic athlete. And I, I guess the question will be, he's one of those guys that. At least for a while, Emery, they were still saying, is he a quarterback or is he a guy that should pull a Greg Ward and move to another position? I think he showed last year that he's definitely the quarterback. The leadership he showed at Miami and making some of these throws, I was more impressed with him last year at Miami than I ever was with him at Houston. Um, Houston, he was more of a scrambler, a guy that can beat you with his legs. His arm was, was a bit erratic. But at Miami, we saw him be more consistent, throwing over the middle of the field, dropping those deep you know, uh, corner routes in the bucket on a consistent basis, being able to play above the X's and O's on third downs and inside the red zone. The book on him, and it's a big, thick book, will be the medical history. Um, he's been injured a lot, and that's not what you want to hear for someone who relies on athleticism because at the end of the day, if, if you're not going to be out there, then it, it kind of limits your opportunities for a team to take you so high. But the, the football IQ, the leadership intangibles, you like that about King. Now I just hope that, you know, he's able to come back healthy once again, stay healthy for a full season, and then go into the offseason and showcase the, the growth he's made as a quarterback. So right now, I probably will feel comfortable taking someone like King in a third round uh, based off the injury concerns, you know, and but you like the one-year jump from Houston to Miami. I thought that was significant for him last year. What about um, your number three guy? Speaking of injury history, Justin Ross from Clemson, who had about as good of a freshman year as I think a wide receiver has ever had, including in the national championship game, tearing up Alabama and the dudes from Alabama. I mean, I don't even know. I hope they had police security at his parents' house in Alabama after what he did to them in the national championship game. Can you imagine that? Like, we know what the state of Alabama's like. He goes to Clemson and then kills the Crimson Tide in the national championship game. Yeah, and if you're in North Alabama, how you let him get out the state, right? You're the last line of defense. Like, you can't let him get out the state. You're at the top of the state. You can't let him get out the state. Somebody got to grab him. But you're right. He goes to Clemson. He balls out. Um, and then he has a neck injury and you always leery when you think about neck injuries. And I could only imagine, you know, the pain or concern in a highly contact sport like football when you're talking about neck. Um, so hopefully he's able to go back out there, play well and, and, and regain that status. But 
man, you talk about someone that athletically checks the boxes already, can pluck the football out of the air. He plays like he's, you know, advanced already. When he was a freshman, he was playing like he was a, a redshirt senior. And so I think he is already ready to play in the NFL. I just want to see him go out there, get back to what he was, show some some athleticism, show some speed, show those great hands to pluck the ball out of the air, and, you know, take it easy the rest of the way so that way you can get to the NFL. You know, Emery, you always say this, and I love it. There's certain positions at certain schools where they're just kind of a made guy for you, right? And that seems to be Boston College and offensive linemen. They have put a lot of offensive linemen out over the years. Your fourth and fifth-ranked pro prospects in the ACC are both offensive linemen from Boston College. Let's start with number four-ranked player Zion Johnson from BC. Yeah, he's their left tackle. Uh, really good footwork. I like his footwork. I love the fact that he's a, a strong guy, so he's going to stay in the fight. When you combine that with footwork, um, that makes you a really good tackle prospect. I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive with his hands. Sometimes he's a little bit too patient, and if you're a savvy edge rusher, uh, you could probably speak to this, Ross. When someone's a little bit too hesitant with their hands, it allows the defender to get their hands on them first. And if you win the hands first battle, you're now in the fight the entire doggone rep. And I, I see that a lot with him. But when he's able to gain control early in the rep, he's dominant and you won't get to the quarterback. But I want to see him be more consistent and getting those hands on a on defensive lineman first uh, within the, the beginnings of the rep. Then you got Alec Lindstrom, uh, Chris Lindstrom's brother at Boston College as well. Family business, right? And Lindstrom was, to me, uh, a top-tier talent at the position. I gave him a 90 grade, so that's like Pro Bowl grade for me when he came out of Boston College. His brother is just as good. And when you look at a lot of the big runs from Boston College last year, they're coming right down Main Street. So he's getting guys uh, right off the ball and clearing a space for the for the running back. So he's getting the run. He's good in the run game. You're not going to walk him back in in pass pro. So he's able to anchor down and then redirect. He's a solid overall prospect. I have no issues in taking centers in the first round. If you are a good blocker, especially guard center guard, I'm probably value, valuing you higher. Uh, than guys that are out on the edge. Because if you're a good guard to the guard, that's where offense happens. And, you know, any quarterback worth his salt can step up into a pocket if you're beat on the edges. And any running back would love to have dominance on the interior. And Lindstrom is a dominant interior lineman. So we know where to go for a wide receiver. Clemson's a pretty good place for that. Boston College is a pretty good place to get an offensive lineman. The best place to find someone if you need to hire someone, LinkedIn. Listen, everybody you know is on LinkedIn. Think about it. Like, do you know people that aren't on LinkedIn? Which means if you're like a lot of people out there and you're looking to hire right now and you need people, why would you go anywhere else other than LinkedIn? They have made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. I mentioned this on one of the other shows last week, but for myfrontpagestory.com, we had to hire someone recently. LinkedIn. That's where we found him. That's how we knew about him. 
Why not? LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply, of course. LinkedIn.com slash feast. All right, Emery, let's get to number six. Bubba Bolden, the safety from Miami. He was another U.S. Army Bowl guy. And he's another one that that fits that that prototype of, you know, guy that that physically looks the part. He can play. He has good instincts, uh, instinctual player. He's a good hitter. And one that tracked out rather well going from high school All-American to college. A lot of times guys get lost in the shuffle, um, especially when you talk about the U.S. Army game and, you know, uh, the All-American game. But, man, he was kind of like plug-and-play in Miami, and I think he's going to be one of these plug-and-play guys moving on to the next level. I like his game. love how he plays. And I'm glad to see him back out there this year. I'm a big fan of the name Bubba. Right. I just think Bubba's an awesome name. I mean, you can't go – think about it. You have Bubba Bolden, who we're talking about. Yeah, Bubba Franks. You know, Bubba McDowell was a good one for the Houston Oilers. So, yeah, we're three for three right now with Bubba's. Like, if, you, if you're named Bubba, you're probably going to be a good football player. And Rerun was nicknamed Bubba in What's Happening, and he was a great dancer. You know, Shirley called him Bubba. So, again, we're undefeated with Bubba. Bubba, you're right, is a really good name. Here's the thing. If you name your kid Bubba – they better not be a chump. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you name your kid Bubba, like, they they better be ready to roll. Like, there's certain names. Like, you name your kid Bubba or Rocky or whatever. Like, they, they better, they better, like, something comes with that name. Okay? And Bubba Gump, too, throw it out there as well. <laughs> yes, Brian Bubba Purdue. Gump from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> um love it all right let's get to uh wow our first running back from the acc wait a minute is this right does unc have another running back via transfer ty chandler remember he was at tennessee last year that's right because i know last year with javante williams and michael carter i'm like how does unc have another running back yeah and it's ty chandler who you know, I liked him at Tennessee. I, it, but, again, I understand transferring out. It was a mass exodus uh, um, leaving, you know, Tennessee last year by a lot of prospects. And, and Brian puts Bubba Smith and Bubba Watts. So, again, undefeated with Bubba. <laughs> uh, There's got to be some Bubbas out there that haven't done squat with their lives, by the there way. Are no never heard of them. There's no bad Bubbas. We, we, we're proving this science right here. Um Chandler is good. Chandler is a one-cut downhill runner. He was actually one of the bright spots, him and Eric Gray, the two running backs for Tennessee that are now playing elsewhere. Chandler is at UNC while Gray is at Oklahoma. Um, so Chandler, good interior runner, helps keep the offense on pace, alleviates a lot of pressure off of Sam Howell, and will help keep uh, North Carolina's offense humming. While they break in these newer receivers, the run game they don't have to worry about, and he's going to be another one of these guys that he's a solid you know, one cut downhill guy that that runs well between the tackles, that breaks good tackles, and we know in this offense he's going to have an opportunity to showcase his speed, his elusiveness, his flair for the big play. So I love him transferring from Tennessee, where there's a lot of questions 
going to a situation where he know he's going to get the football, know he's going to be dynamic, and that's in North Carolina. The next guy is ranked, ranked way too low just based on his last name. That's the right tackle from UNC, Jordan Tucker. Well, I, yeah, you can't go wrong with guys that play offensive linemen, last name, name Tucker. I'm um, pretty sure we could, you know, we just proved science with Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's great evidence for Tucker being the last name. Um, but I watched a lot of UNC last year, right? Because this, when you're watching UNC, you watch the, the running backs, obviously. There were two prospects. Then you watch the receivers, right? Then for, for using my methodology about watching three games, let's say if I'm watching a defensive prospect, well, one of the, the games you want to see, the best possible matchup, is against North Carolina. So I've seen a lot of North Carolina offense, and I thought this tackle, Tucker, was outstanding. You know, on the right side, so you're seeing some good pass rushers uh, nowadays coming off the right side, and I just thought that he was able to do it rather well. And a lot of the runs that we saw, you know, these guys able to bounce outside, they didn't bounce them outside to the left side. They bounced them outside to the right side because Tucker was vacating space, and he's athletic. He's climbing well. I think that the hand usage or placement can be a little bit better, but athletically, he, he is what you want uh, as an NFL tackle. Number nine, uh, a wide receiver from NC State, Emeka Emezi. We've been talking about him for a while. You know, he was someone that came into last season – as a wide receiver to watch. And I just love how he was able to be their number one option. They have two good running backs. So it's more than 10 prospects that we know in the ACC. But um, he was a good receiver. Uh, it's going to be interesting as they're breaking in new quarterback play once again as Hockman, I believe, transferred out. Um, so it's, it's tough, but he's someone that wins outside the numbers. He's able to make plays above the rim as a bigger wide receiver. And he's one of the more consistent options uh, you'll see probably more of a mid-round guy, but you like his ability to to win uh, in those contested catch situations. Last but definitely not least, really curious to get your opinion. I remember you talking about him a couple times last year. He elected to stay in school. That's Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt. I, I like watching Pickett play, and you know, I have it on my calendar to go to another Pitt game. Um, and it's, it seems like I always get the Thursday night Pitt North Carolina game every year. Is that's the one I'm always able to go to? So I'll be there this year in November. And you can probably talk to this, Ross. Um, best press box food wise, probably in the league. And it, you know, because that Pittsburgh press box at Heinz Field, the spread and the amount of food. And I don't normally eat hot dogs, but I will always have hot dogs at you know, Heinz Field. There's so much good food there. But I'm always watching Kenny Pickett throw the football. Um, it's just something about him. He's like, I, I call him like a, a point guard type passer where it's, it's like he's leading a fast break. He has no fear where he's throwing the football. Good velocity. I know he's working with, uh, you know, you know, QB trainer right now that's, that's doing a great job in developing uh, quarterbacks. And uh, Pickett's someone that has been consistent. And he kind of helps them, you know, be a little bit dynamic. You, you know, you, you may not like one particular trait about him that says it's elite, but you can see him having a long career in the NFL because of how he plays. He's a momentum guy, a rhythm, a rhythmic passer. Um, and so he's someone that I don't think people are, are talk, aren't are talking enough about in terms of him as a pro prospect. I think he's going to get to one of these all-star games, probably like the, the Shrine game uh, at Vegas, you know, and, and be able to uh, really shine in that week of work. 
uh, down there, uh, you know, in um, in Las Vegas. Cannot wait to dive into more of these Power Five conferences. We've obviously got the Big Ten, the Big Eight. Uh, we've got the Pac-12, the SEC. A lot more to get to. Should be awesome. Keep it going. These are great to go back and look at the other things we said as well. Terrific stuff. Check out Emery on social at FBall Game Plan. You can watch this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.